Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I get so happy on these days when I have this guest. Can't wait to tell you that I get to bring back Jackie Bryan. Now, if you've been listening to Beating Cancer Daily, you know that she is my special cancer expert, an RN certified nutrition specialist, whole health educator, certified health coach. She's a dynamo and she was part of our second research study. And we do this great health builder series together every month that I want to make sure you've signed up for. If you go to the comedycures.org website, it's on the homepage. You can sign up and join us every month for a live session with Jackie and me, and you get to ask questions too. But I have the pleasure to be bringing her back today to talk about a topic that I am so interested in personally, but I think universally, we all need to know about it. So Jackie, please enlighten us about vitamin D. Oh, Saren, thank you so much for having me today. I, I just am enjoying doing these podcasts with you so much. It's such an honor to be here. And vitamin D is, I have to say, a, a really important topic that that I think so many people, as you just mentioned, need to understand the benefits of. And what I think is interesting about vitamin D is that when it, it behaves a little bit differently in the body than other vitamins. When we think of vitamins, we think of them as something that we get from our diet, but people don't realize that your body can actually produce vitamins too. It's not just things that we get in food or supplements. We can actually produce vitamin and vitamin D is actually that one vitamin that we can produce and we call it the sunshine vitamin. And we call it the sunshine vitamin because we need sunshine in order to produce it or synthesize it in our body. So I'm just curious, that might be why I'm so deficient because I've always been so pale and I avoid the sun like crazy as a redhead and I just don't get sunshine. So I am dramatically deficient in vitamin D and they have me on major supplements. So now I understand why. Well, it's interesting because one of the things about vitamin D is it's connected to so many health functions. It's an essential micronutrient. It actually behaves as a, a hormone in the body. It's really important for our longevity. It's a fat-soluble vitamin, which basically means that it's absorbed best when it's consumed with fat. And when you eat it with fat, it actually gets stored in the body's fatty tissue and in the liver. So it behaves a little differently than it would if you say took a B vitamin, which is a water-soluble vitamin. It's something if your body doesn't need it, it gets flushed out of your body. Uh, Our bodies actually make vitamin D when our skin is exposed to sunlight. 
not too much, right? We don't want to have too much sun because that's something that can put us at risk for skin cancer. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the right amount of sun for individuals based on their skin tone. So we'll talk about it. But there is a cool fact that I think people may be interested in. Redheads. Woohoo! I'm a redhead. This is all for you. Redheads are more efficient at synthesizing vitamin D than others. And what's believed is that they have, it's that same genetic trait that causes their hair to be red. It actually allows them to synthesize vitamin D. Now, anybody that is a redhead, it doesn't mean you don't have to get your vitamin D levels checked. It doesn't mean that you don't need to supplement or you don't need to think about it. It just means that you may have a leg up on other people that maybe blonde or a brunette might not have. So I think that's kind of a cool fact. You know, they say that redheads are part alien. So if we get the, (laughs) I get this all the time on social media, these little stories about redheads descending (laughs) from aliens. So to deal with the fair skin, if we get a little boost up on our vitamin D, that's a good trade-off. I have really severe osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. And I think they felt that because I wasn't absorbing calcium right, I was deficient in D. This was all interrelated. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Absolutely. You just started talking about one of the main and most important things I was going to talk about with vitamin D. It's important for so many body functions. And one of the main ones is bone health. Vitamin D is a huge player in regulating the amount of calcium and phosphate that's in your body. And those are really nutrients that are needed to keep your bones, your teeth, your muscles healthy. And if your levels are low, sort of like you were describing, our bodies cannot absorb calcium effectively from the foods that we eat. This is one of the reasons why we see some of the foods in the store, it says fortified with vitamin D, fortified with calcium, right? So they fortify these foods so that we will absorb it better. Um, So Bottom line, it means that if you're getting enough calcium in your diet, that's wonderful. But if you're not getting the vitamin D that you need, your body can't take the calcium and do what it needs to do to make the bones strong. So that's a really important thing. Well, that's really interesting because they put me on mega D. Mm -hmm. And then I started to read that you could have toxicity from getting too much D And I don't remember seeing the doctors testing for D until it was really obvious that I had osteoporosis. So has that become standard in a panel or do you actually have to ask your doctor to do a vitamin D study? That's such a good question. I, in my practice, I don't supplement people with vitamin D unless they've had a test. And the reason for that is it is a fat-soluble vitamin, which means it can be stored in the body, right? So if it's stored in your body, it means it's hanging out for a while. It's going to be there. And so it's not like, you know, certain vitamins like vitamin C or vitamin B that can get flushed out of your your system. Those are water-soluble vitamins. So in particular, those fat-soluble vitamins, the A, D, Um, E and K, those are all vitamins that you want to be very cautious with. And vitamin D is important. And vitamin D is another one. I know we're going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about supplementation in a bit, but D is also one that may be seasonal. So if you live in the Northeast area, for, for example, 
where I live, uh, I may be more deficient in vitamin D in the winter than I am in the summer. So that's something for us to consider. Um, but but the thing that I want to think about, especially when it comes to vitamin D, is that it's not just the bone health, right? And how it helps calcium get into the bones. It plays a big part in our immune systems. And as a 20-year breast cancer survivor, that's really where the red flag went up for me. And I started thinking, oh, I really want to understand vitamin D. Like, how is vitamin D playing such an important role in how my immune system is functioning. And, and if I can simplify it, it's really because vitamin D stimulates the growth of immune cells, which are your body's defense against viruses, bacteria, cancer. Um, those are our warriors. Those are the people that go to bat for us. And, and research actually shows that when people have enough vitamin D in our body, it can reduce the risk of having infections, uh, respiratory infections like the flu or even a cold. I know that there was a big spotlight put on vitamin D during the COVID pandemic. Um, that was something that that people paid a lot of attention to. I remember a study coming out before the pandemic where it was all over the media that anybody at risk for breast cancer with breast cancer should immediately increase their vitamin D because it helps the immune system and it's been shown to help beat back breast cancer. And we're both breast cancer survivors. Right. So of course, immediately I upped my personal vitamin D without even a medical professional because I didn't know what you just shared with us, which it is fat soluble and that it stores in the body. So I was chowing down 5,000 milligrams a day until wow. I actually went to the doctor because that's what the study was showing mm -hmm. said recommended. And then I went to the doctor and then they put me on a mega dose once a week and now it's been reduced. But I think I'm going to follow this so much more closely now and take into consideration the seasonal piece, which is brilliant that you just said that. And of course, that would make sense because even though I don't go out in the sun, and there are probably a lot of people who've gone through cancer treatment who avoid the sun, especially melanoma patients, that this is something we really have to keep our finger on the pulse of. So thank you for bringing all this out. Oh, of course. You know, it, the, I love the media in the sense that it can disseminate incredibly helpful information to large masses of people. Unfortunately, uh, it is not tailored to the specific needs of the person. So that's the big piece that I want um, people to understand is that, that you're unique, you're special, you're a snowflake, <laughs> right? So you you are somebody, you have to make sure that, that you're the right candidate for that type of, um, if you, you know, a type of supplement or a type of treatment. Jackie, that's the headlines. That's what got my attention. That's what sells papers or, you know, gets people listening on the five o'clock or six o'clock news. It's when they make these dramatic statements that based on this research, blank, instead right. of what you're doing, which is saying everybody's individual and we really have to deal with our healthcare professional to make sure that whatever we're doing is really tailored to our own, you know, chemistry, biology. 
Right. I, I remember when I was in treatment for breast cancer, chemo or radiation, I can't remember what leg of it was, but I couldn't believe the amount of information that I was being bombarded with. Got to try this supplement. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And, and you're scared and you're vulnerable and you're not really sure what to do. And it's one of the reasons that my practice grew. I mean, I, I just was searching for information to, to save myself. And in that process, so many people were becoming interested alongside me. And this is how my whole business changed and grew. You know, the going back to some of the benefits of vitamin D, we talked about the bone health, we talked about immune system support, and those are clearly really important. But some of the everyday functioning of our body when it comes to our muscle function is really dependent on vitamin D as well, because vitamin D regulates the amount of calcium and phosphate that are in the muscles, not just in the bone. And these are really essential minerals that are needed for muscle contractions. And as we get older, and we are getting older. <laughs> we're not um, getting older, Jackie. We are we're just... getting wiser. We're getting better. But as we get older, we are having maybe a, a higher levels of vitamin D. We might be in need of higher levels and largely because some of the research is showing that it will help us with better muscle function, reduce risks of falling, lower risk of fracture because of that bone component. And it's also really important for those people that have other serious health problems for the immune system reasons that we just talked about. So that sunshine vitamin is super important. I, I do want to mention one other piece of it, right? We know it's important for bones and immune system and muscles, but how do you feel? Like what, what's your mood like? There, we've all heard of seasonal depression and, and actually vitamin D plays a role in our mood regulation. It's super important at early stage of life, brain development and function. Low levels of vitamin D have been linked to depression. They've drawn that connection. I have several clients that are suffering from seasonal depression. Some of them have bought certain special lamps for their home. Some of them are the snowbirds that, that go and try to get away from the snow so that they can get a little bit more sunlight. But but there is a, a clinical reason as to why those low levels of vitamin D can affect moods. And that's because vitamin D affects the levels of the chemicals that are in our brain called serotonin and dopamine. And these are neurotransmitters. These are our neurotransmitters that make us feel calm and relaxed and resilient and motivated. And we all want those things. Um, and so if you're feeling that way and, and you don't understand why, it doesn't mean you run to the store and go get the supplement. <laughs> it means that maybe there needs to be a little exploration done with your medical team to understand what's going on rather than being provided by antidepressant or something else. And, and it's certainly necessary in some cases, but maybe there needs to be a full physical to really understand what's going on in there. What's happening inside your body? Could it be the change in or lack of sunlight that's helping to um, maybe bring your vitamin D levels down? So it's really, really important for us to think about all those things. I never knew that about the mental component of vitamin D. That is so fascinating because I know that we produce those different hormones. I know that we produce cortisol and serotonin and so forth and so on when we laugh, but I never knew that D played a component. It does. You know, it's, 
it's really interesting because we have specialists in every area of healthcare. We've got the cardiologist, the pulmonologist, the endocrinologist, the gastroenterologist, the oncologist. And we are so fortunate to be blessed with such an incredible medical, medical community. The issue is that we need to remember that everything's connected, right? And so vitamin D level helps with immunity. It helps with bone health. It helps with mood regulation. I mean, I think the big question now is, what am I going to feel like if I'm deficient? What what does it feel like if I don't have enough vitamin D? And so you can probably imagine that somebody that is significantly low in vitamin D, they might be at risk for osteoporosis or, or bone fractures, right? Some may be at risk for diabetes or certain types of cancer, as we have discovered in our life. Um, but there's also bone deformities that can happen, that in, such as rickets in children. Um, and so these are all different ways that they can manifest itself, the, this deficiency in people. And it's one of the reasons it makes it really difficult to determine what the problem is. But there are certain groups of people that medical communities pay a little more attention to because that they know that they may be at risk for deficiency. And these are groups that are breastfed infants. Uh, breastfeeding is is one of the best ways to nourish your child, but um, there is a, an, a possibility of vitamin D deficiency with that group. Older adults, people that don't have any sun exposure, people with dark skin, uh, people that have conditions that limit their fat absorption. And remember, we go back to vitamin D as a fat soluble vitamin. If they have issues with absorbing fat, the fat's not going to be able to help the vitamin D get into their body, right? And synthesize. So that's really important. And then people who are obese or have had a gastric bypass. If somebody has gastric bypass, they're changing the way their intestinal tract works. They're removing certain parts of of their intestinal lining. And many of those special places are where vitamin D um, is absorbed, right? So we, we wanna think about that as well. So a couple things to think about if you're wondering if you are deficient, um, it's, it's not an easy thing because we get it from so many different places. We can get it from food, we can get it from sunshine, we can get it from dietary supplements. Um, the best way to know if you are deficient in vitamin D is just what we talked about before, it's having your blood tested. And that's really the, the most important thing. And, and it's a simple blood test. Um, it's a form of vitamin D known as 25-hydroxy vitamin D, and it's measured as a lab test. You can talk to your physician, they can draw it for you, and they can check your vitamin D. And then if it's low, they can give you recommendations for the appropriate amount of supplementation. What would be the best way to get in your vitamin D that is recommended each day? Now, if you were maintaining your vitamin D level and you weren't too low, there are really simple ways to get it in, in addition to our sunshine, right? So you can get it in from certain types of food. So swordfish, uh, there are mercury, there's mercury in some of these fish, and I understand that, but I'm just giving you examples of types of foods that can give you some vitamin D, salmon, orange juice that's been fortified with vitamin D, milk, yogurt, sardines, eggs. Um, these are all different sources of foods that have vitamin D in them in addition to getting it from the sunlight. Now, I will tell you there is a super awesome resource uh, for individuals to check out online. It's called nih.gov 
sheets and you just plug in vitamin D. They have a health professional section and they have a consumer section and you can learn anything and everything you ever wanted to know about vitamin D on that link. It is, it is fantastic. Um, but the biggest question I get is, you know, Jackie, how much vitamin D do I actually need? Uh, there's different there's different thoughts on this. There's different uh, scientists that that weigh in on this, and some are a little bit contradictory. Um, but we do know that based on the NIH information, the recommended daily allowance for vitamin D will depend on your age and what stage of life that you are in. So for example, somebody in the age group of one to 18, they get 600 international units of, um, or IUs of vitamin D. Adults that are 19 to 70 get 600 as well. Adults that are over 70 get 800. And that's for the reason we talked about earlier is that vitamin D is not synthesized as easily in older individuals as it is in younger people. So that's one of the reasons that the needs or the recommendations are higher for that population. If someone wants to supplement with vitamin D, again, it's recommended we have our blood tests done prior to doing this, but you can find vitamin D in some multivitamins. It's uh, It can be in a dietary supplement with only vitamin D. Um, there are actually two forms of vitamin D in supplements. There's D2 and D3. Both forms will increase vitamin D in your blood, but the D3 might raise it higher and for longer than D2. Um, and so that's something to, to keep in mind. And your medical provider can best advise you on that. I have always wanted to know the answer to that, Jackie, because they prescribe D2 for me, but I can only get D3, I think, over the counter. That's a really good observation. And some medical providers, they don't get concerned about which version you pick. Um, I prefer D3, uh, but it's, it's again, a preference of your medical provider. And so I kind of would pass that back to them to see what is, what is best. It's kind of both are going to raise your vitamin D levels. One will raise them a little bit longer for a longer period of time and maybe a little bit higher. So it might depend on the type of deficiency that you're dealing with. You know, there are other lifestyle tips for us to think about to get more vitamin D in addition to supplementation. I'm not opposed to supplementation, especially after someone's had a blood test to determine that they are deficient in vitamin D. Um, but just spending more time in the sunlight if you can. In If somebody is uh, going to be in the sunlight, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. The thing that determines the amount of time that you're in the sunlight is actually your skin pigmentation. Um, studies show that individuals that have darker skin pigmentation require longer and more intense ultraviolet exposure to synthesize the sufficient amounts of vitamin D. If you have darker skin, you tend to make less vitamin D in the sun than people with lighter skin. So that's just something to keep in mind. The, the recommendation is that, and this is the recommendation from NIH, that NIH fact sheet I was mentioning, that it's between five and 30 minutes of sun exposure to your unprotected face and arms and legs uh, between the hours of 10 and 3 p.m. Uh, two to three times a week is enough for you to produce enough vitamin D. Um, if you have sunscreen on, it actually blocks vitamin D production. So it's something to think about when you're 
when you're out in the sun, uh, you know, if you're concerned about wrinkles in the face, maybe you put the sunblock on your face and just expose your arms. The things to think about is that the fairer the skin, the lower end of the spectrum. So that five minutes may just be enough. If you have darker skin, then you may need to be closer to the 30 minutes. So that's really interesting because I lather myself with 50 every day before I leave the house and then I'll reapply it again. And I've always wondered, is that what's blocking my vitamin D absorption? And then also I'll always wear a hat and mostly sunglasses. So am I just stopping my vitamin D absorption or can I get it through my hands or my arms or the back of my neck, something that might not have the sunscreen on it? Well, you need larger body parts, you know, your face, most of your arms, your legs. And and truly, we've learned today that there are ways to get vitamin D in other avenues other than just the sun, right? So if that is your choice to, to put the sunblock on, that's something that, that you know, you can continue to do, but you're going to need to find another source for, for the vitamin D to come, to come in because the sunblock will block the vitamin D. Uh, the, the other thing to think about is that if you have a history of skin cancer, you always want to consult your MD because these rules do not apply to skin cancer. The, this is a different, there's a different set of rules when it comes to vitamin D synthesis and skin cancer. The other thing to think about with getting vitamin D is in is your geographical location. Like I was talking about um, that geographical region or latitude can affect the quantity and the quality of the solar radiation that's actually reaching the earth. I live in New Hampshire, in New England, and the winter is difficult. It's really, I am not going to be going out there without, you know, a jacket on in the winter around here. It'd be really cold. Um, so it's important for us to think about other ways to get that exposure. And, uh, you know, I am I am very careful in the sun myself. Uh, we're going to be doing a health builders class on sun sense, which is going to be not only about sun, but also endocrine disrupting chemicals that are found in sunscreens. What are the best way to choose sunscreens and, and, and have them protect your body and not hurt your body? Because there are certain personal care products that have chemicals in it that are just not healthy for us. I threw out so many sunscreens after I saw EWG's report on the toxicity of sunscreen. So I cannot wait to hear that talk. Yeah, it's an important one. I think it took me a year to purge everything in my life of all those chemicals years ago. It was a challenge. Um, but I became particularly fascinated in the foods in addition to the salmon and the other foods we mentioned. But there are kind of cool foods that you can eat that produce vitamin D on their own, like mushrooms. Um, these are a plant-based source of vitamin D because they actually make their own vitamin D when they're exposed to sunlight. So if, if they're out in the sun and they make their own vitamin D and then you eat the mushroom, you're getting their vitamin D, which I think is really cool. Um, it's important to know the, the right source of mushrooms, right? So there's certain ways that you can educate yourself on that. Egg yolks are another one. It's an easy thing to add to your routine if you're if you don't have an intolerance to eggs. Um, eggs from pasture raised or free range chickens have four times more vitamin D than other eggs, which I thought was a really interesting thing to think about. That's amazing. That's amazing, right? 
So this is this goes back. This is what excites me about functional nutrition, Saren, is that it functional nutrition is how food meets physiology and the source of your food matters. Where it's coming from matters. We need to be informed consumers. We we cannot rely on the manufacturers to keep us safe. We need to know how to read labels. We need to really understand where these foods are coming from. You know, we see in the market a lot of fortified foods, right? Vitamin D can be added to certain foods that are fortified. And I'm not saying that that's 100% bad, right? But you want to know what the sources are. I mean, if it's vitamin D and calcium added into a super sugar laden cereal, then maybe you're not going to get all the benefits from that. Um, There's also plant-based alternatives like soy and almond and hemp that might have some vitamin D, uh, cow's milk, orange juice, those ready to eat cereals. But again, read the label, you know, make sure that you, you know what you're, you're getting. And if you do decide to supplement, you know, make sure you just check with the doctor. That's, you know, get the blood test, make the determination what's going to be best for your unique situation. If you're reading something in the paper, that's wonderful information for you to have as a as a as a starting point. But remember that you're all unique, right? Everybody's different and what's good for one may not be good for the other. What about vitamin water? Is that just a big bunch of baloney or do they actually have real vitamins in this vitamin water? I like the big bunch of baloney comments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear. There's no vitamin D in baloney. So we're not eating any baloney. But um, there are some vitamin waters that are good. You know, you can get um, you can get mineral water, which has some some good minerals in it. And it, it doesn't give you a ton of minerals, but it's a nice way to supplement your diet. But again, the vitamin waters can also be filled up with, you know, sugar, right? So you want to pay attention to where the, where the, the nutrients or what the nutrients are inside that you want to read the label, check for the added sugar. Now that we have the labels that give us the, the added sugar, uh, you know, the recommendation is that individuals, according to the American Heart Association, that individuals have no more than six added teaspoons of sugar per day. And if that's the case, when you read that label, four grams of added sugar is equal to one teaspoon. That's the math. I know we're going to, we're going to do a podcast eventually on sugar. And I'm going to, I'm going to, we might be on there for hours because that's such an important topic, but. I actually got sick. Like when you said what the recommendation is that you shouldn't have more than that. And I visualized how much that was and then what that would feel like to ingest that much, I actually got nauseated. That's a lot. The average American consumes 20 teaspoons of sugar a day. It's oh, a lot. It's, no. And it's not their fault. It's because it's being snuck into our salad dressings and it's in foods that we don't understand. This is where the label reading comes in. And that's a topic for another time. But in answer to your vitamin question, please be an informed consumer and just read the label. Right. I mean, that's really, really important um, to make sure that you're that you're getting the highest quality nutrients for your body because you deserve it. I always learn so much from you. And then I can't wait to go to a dinner party or a cocktail party. And I just sound so smart because I just repeat what you teach us on this podcast or in Health Builder. 
but I do always give you credit after I sound super smart. And that's why all the people I meet are like, can I get Jackie's number? Can I get Jackie's email? I have to get a consultation with Jackie. So just if you are listening to this and you want to reach Jackie Bryan, she does do this privately to help you very individualized. Or if you have a corporation and you want to get healthier employees, you can reach out to Jackie. She does so many corporate trainings and courses. She's just a superstar, people. So I, I'm excited for you to get her signature with all our contact information. Just write to the Comedy Cures Foundation, go to comedycures.org, and we will send you Jackie's contact information. She's just an amazing human being. And I love Jackie. I love doing these episodes with you because I get smarter, I get healthier, I get more informed. And I really do have a vitamin D and bone health issue. So as a stage four cancer survivor, also, obviously my immune system was in the toilet, you know, 24, 30 years ago when I was misdiagnosed and then diagnosed. So I am all ears on this vitamin D thing. And I can't wait to have a really thoughtful conversation with my medical team now, because I want to really make sure that they are monitoring me and I'm not getting too much D and I'm getting it in the right cadence. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's it's a good conversation to have with your medical team. It's important. And you know, I love to tell you a joke after you give us all this information. It's like a reward for Jackie. And I looked up a lot of humor about vitamin D. And actually I discovered that vitamin D is a slang for something sexual, believe it or not. So I'm gonna try to avoid all of those jokes, but boy, are there a lot of risque <laughs> jokes about vitamin D. It was like, I had to wade through many, many jokes, but there were two cute things that I saw. One is that there's an abundance of memes of little cartoons with the sun talking to people saying that I got your D right here, you know, and it's yeah. all these beautiful suns talking to you about come out to the sun and you'll get some good vitamin D. But I did find one that wasn't regarding the slang and wasn't based on the sun. So I just wanted to share it with you. Is that okay? Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So there's, you have to visualize Frosty the snowman, and then you have to visualize a doctor talking to Frosty the snowman. And Frosty the snowman is about half melted. And the doctor says, for low vitamin D, I'd recommend supplements, not sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cute. I, I think I think Frosty is definitely in that category of maybe in need of supplements and not sunshine. Yeah, that's the exception to the rule. And that and people who probably have a history of melanoma or certain skin cancers. But I just can't wait to really talk about this with my healthcare team as such an informed patient. So thank you, Jackie, for all that wisdom. And you'll come back again 
Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Yay, Jackie's going to come back again. So if you haven't heard Jackie before, as I said at the beginning, please go back to Beating Cancer Daily search engine on wherever you listen to podcasts and type in expert and all of Jackie's episodes will come up. You really shouldn't miss a one. So if you have something you want to share with us or you have an idea for an episode, as I said, just go to comedycares.org, hit the record button and tell us, or go to the menu and hit the contact button and write it to us. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. If you love today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to comedycures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.